You're listening to Impulse to Innovation. The Institution of Mechanical Engineers podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Helen Mees. As a global community of mechanical engineers with over 120,000 members in 140 countries, the Institution of Mechanical Engineers has been at the heart of the engineering profession since 1847. The Institution's mission is to improve the world through engineering by sharing the latest news, views and insight into the creative world of technology and the people that make it happen. Hello everybody and welcome to the iMachie Impulse to Innovation podcast. We are a few minutes late getting on air because of technical difficulties, but hey-ho, these things happen when you're going live. So I am really, really pleased to be able to uh, talk to you today. We are here at the MTC in Coventry. Uh, This facility was built several years ago. And uh, it houses an incredible facility that's split across two sites to uh, not only develop ideas and technologies, but also to research new ideas. So it is a perfect spot for us to be for the Apprenticeship Automation Challenge today. And this whole competition is all about creating new ideas and new technology. And it's all focused around our apprentices. And this is one of four competitions that the institution runs. And so it's really nice for us to be here because this is the only one that is aimed at apprentices themselves. The purpose of the competition is to take things that need to be developed to make people's lives easier. That could be something for the home. That could be something for the health and welfare of people and the In the past, the competition has been amazing. A few years ago, we had a, uh, it was a a lock box for the bathroom. So it uh, recognised the person's face when they came into the bathroom and dispensed the the right prescription drugs to them uh, as and when they needed them. And I know today I've been downstairs looking at some of the competitors and there's a wonderful one which would really help me. And it's to automate the watering of plants when you're away or if you have difficulty in being able to do those kind of things around the home, uh, this device will recognise whether the the plant needs water and you can control it from an app. So you don't even need to get out of your chair. You can press the, the, the app and water the plant directly. I think that's a wonderful one. And I definitely would be one that I would take home today. So my hope today is we're going to be speaking to some of the amazing people who are involved in this competition. We have several guests who are going to be popping in to see us in a little while. Jason Yearsley, who is the chair of the Apprentice Automation Challenge, he's part of the steering group. He's also a member of the Manufacturing Industries Division, and he's also a young member as well. He's incredibly active in the, in the, in the institution, and he is based at Rolls-Royce. We've hopefully got Toby Hegarty joining us as well. He's the head judge. It's his job to make sure that the competition runs smoothly and that all the judges who are here, and there's quite a few of them, are uh, able to uh, take part and make sure that all of the stuff has been judged in exactly the the right way. 
So we're very excited to, to speak to him. And then I'm really looking forward to speaking to Chris Sutton later as well. Uh, and he's a mechanical engineer from Leonardo, who are one of the uh, competitors, uh, one of the companies who are taking part. And they have quite a number of their apprentices here uh, today. And he's a mentor. And I'm really looking forward to finding out a little bit more about what mentors do uh, and how they take part and, and really encourage the apprentices to to get involved because you have to remember the apprentices are doing this in their own time it's not built into their daily work uh, so this is something that they're doing for the for the love of the job and it really enables them to explore the the types of things that they might do in in work once they get um, past their apprenticeship and into a role themselves. And I think that f- um, from that point of view, it gives them a chance to really find out what they enjoy about engineering, what things that they really like. I've already spoken to some of the uh, the teams and one of the teams didn't have a software engineer and yet they've managed to achieve creating quite a complex display for their uh, actual device. And I think that's really a, says an awful lot about the, the whole competition, that it's a chance to explore new skills, new developments and, and find out more about what they can do and, and how they can improve in, in their career. Now, I have to say, I'm sat in a lovely room here at the MTC and I'm overlooking this beautiful lake, but I'm not alone. I have two of the most amazing people with me today and they don't normally get to say anything on there. I'm I'm going to get Bella to wave to me across the room because she's monitoring the calls coming in uh, and everything. And um, Bella is part of our audiovisual team. And she's here with, of course, we couldn't be here without Saeed. <laughs> Hi, Saeed. <laughs> he is, uh, he's pressing lots of buttons right now and making sure that we sound absolutely wonderful on air. Um, and of course, this show will be going out as, in our normal capacity on the first Monday of the month, which will be next Monday. So we've got a bit of a job to get edited by the end of, um, end of the weekend. But uh, I could not do this show without them. And it's uh, really great to have them. So, Enough of me talking about uh, about what we're doing backstage. I'll tell you a little bit more about the the competition. One of the areas that I think is is really important is the 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 sponsors or the the, the whole involvement of the companies that are are here. And one of those companies is the MTC. And the MTC um, have been a big supporter of this competition right from day one. And their role really is to enable the teams to take part. And they do have one of their own teams as well taking part. And I'm, I'm hoping that they're listening in this afternoon because I would love to hear from them, for them to give their team a shout out. So if the MTC team is listening today, um Give us a call in and we'd love to talk to you. Now, I'm looking through the window here um, at the doorway and I can see my first guest has arrived. Let's get him settled in and we'll, uh, we'll talk to him. Come and join us, Jason. It's really nice to see you. Have a seat. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've kind of semi-introduced you already, Jason, but it would be really nice to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah. So yeah, my name's uh, Jason Yersley. I uh, 
Currently work for Rolls-Royce, graduated, I think, 2012, went to automotive for eight years, and then I've moved to Rolls-Royce into aerospace in the last couple of years. Uh, but I've been involved with the competition since the inception. Yeah, I think we we come up with the idea years ago, and we've sort of been developing and moving it forwards uh, from while I, I volunteer on the iMeki. Yeah, because I, I said uh, in the introduction, actually, because you're, you're involved with uh, MID, and young members, you're, you're involved in just about every committee, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've, uh, I've I've mostly spent my time on the automate apprentice automation challenge because it's just too much otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been quite lucky to be involved with the, a number of boards there. But uh, on the on the MID on the manufacturing industries board, I'm the young member representative, and right. on the young members board on the manufacturing, so they're almost linked really. But it's uh, yeah. A bit, a bit more, but my main focus has just been setting up this competition. And so, so tell us a little bit more about your role in in terms of running this competition. How does that work? Okay, so uh, we we have our steering group meetings throughout the year and uh, try and build on previous years' events. And I sort of liaise with the team and the team at the IMECI and other volunteers that we've got in the steering group to help uh, formulate the competition and and improve it hopefully year on year and get more teams to enter um, and then I'll feed that back into the manufacturing industries board to keep them updated and ask for their assistance where, where needed if possible. Yeah so how many teams have you got competing? So we've got seven, seven teams this year which is, which is good I think after Covid we had a little low because everybody was difficultly getting to work and I don't think this sort of challenge really does well with remote working because no. you need to work <laughs> as a team and build a prototype so um yeah. Not like Teams meetings work very well, only take you so far with that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're building it back up and we're hoping to expand further in the future and get more more companies involved and, and hopefully make the, a bigger event of it. Yeah, because, I mean, this is obviously focused on the apprentices. So how do you go about getting um, companies involved in that process and, and getting them, you know, to buy into this this idea of taking part in a competition? So we have to, the, the tricky part is finding who to speak to each of the companies. So we're, we're working on improving our that communication uh, and through the IMECI, we've got a great network though. So we can directly com, uh, contact a lot of companies with apprenticeship schemes. Uh, we also are sponsored by the manufacturer. So right. we have, uh, or the winners of the competition will attend the Manufacturing Ex- Excellence Awards right. uh, in, in November, I believe. Uh, so yeah, they've got uh, a good uh, grounding there. So fingers crossed, we can get some more more teams and some great apprentices to show show their apprentices off. Uh, yeah, different companies. Yeah, I think it's about spreading the word a little bit more, isn't it? It's this, this is obviously this competition's been going a shorter period of time than say Formula Student. So the opportunity to bring more teams and take part, I think, is is really quite important for, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so so. What's the whole process? I know we, we're going to have Toby on later to talk to us about the judging, but once you've got the teams signed up and, and taking part, then what is their year like in terms of, of um, creating their piece of technology? Okay, so yeah, so we, we usually do the sign on at the early start of the year in like sort of January, get the team signed up. We, we have a welcome webinar to give them a sort of bit of background and some tips on the previous year's winners, and then they'll start setting about working out what they want to, their product to be and 
what what problem do they want to solve for people and automate and help make people's lives easier uh, and then they'll go through the whole product design process and a, a lot of them have all said to me that they gain a lot of experience taking the from concept through to a prototype stage and the working on how they're going to take that to market market it sell it and build it in a production environment how they would do that yeah. so they gain access into seeing something from start to finish and developing all these skills and soft skills that they might not get chance at such an early point in their career. Yeah, it's because some of them will have never experienced this kind of thing before and, and particularly the commercialization of technology. That, that must be quite new to a lot of them. How, how do you help them get over the, you know, the fear <laughs> of having to do that kind of thing? So yeah, we've got other webinars as well. Uh, there's a report that they do throughout the year to document where far they've got and, and put their business case and all of the design work and development work they've done. We do have uh, webinars to sort of give them guidance, give them tips. Uh, over the years, we realized that we need to sort of help, help hand and then help them a bit more in their companies. Hopefully we'll give them support as well and help guide them through that process. And it's, it's a great opportunity for companies to sort of train up the apprentices in their own processes. So Leonardo, for example, have incorporated into their apprenticeship scheme quite heavily, and they sort of do a streamlined version of their actual company's process for uh, a sort of product cycle and use that so they actually get to teach the apprentices about how to work within their own business and their own processes whilst working on their product and, and concept here. Yeah, I, th I think that's quite... Because I, I did say at the beginning that... Um, a lot of the the apprentices are doing this in their own time, aren't they? You know, they, they have to put their own effort in uh, as well as getting support from their companies. And and that can be quite difficult for them, something that they're not used to. But I guess in, in the work that we do, sometimes we have to give up our, our time, don't we, to, to get a project of completion, get it out the door on time. You know, we work long hours to do that. So... They're getting exposed to all of these real life experiences, I suppose, aren't they? Yes, especially in some of the issues we've even seen today of things going wrong and them having to quickly <laughs> fix it last minute. I know I've been in that situation as well. Yeah. Close to a, a deadline at work and then something falls apart that you weren't expecting. And yeah, they get to experience that firsthand that nothing ever goes to plan and, and you always need to be ready for the unexpected. Yeah, there was a couple of teams uh, downstairs and the first thing they said to me was, I'm really sorry it's not working. And, and it's like, it's okay. That's the whole purpose of you being here. It's, it's fine if it doesn't work, but it's about the journey. It's about the process, isn't it? Uh, and, and going through that to understand how you do get to a completed project. Yes, exactly. And I, they did say they've learned a lot and got a lot of experience. And that's what I really enjoy. And uh, that's why I keep volunteering for this every year is just seeing how much they enjoy it and giving them the opportunity to develop their skills. And every year the apprentices all really enjoy it. And I think that's what keeps me, keeps me doing it, keeps me going. So, Yeah, that's a good point that you make. I mean, do, do you feel that you, you learn things from them, from seeing this in this competition and, and be able to take that back to your own working life? Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting as well because I try and talk to different companies and Working out the interactions, I think with the a university-based challenge, it's the students have a lot of drive to do it, and they sort of 
can do it themselves with this because we need to support from the companies. It's uh, interesting to see uh, how different places work and you can really see it, especially in the reports. Yeah. You can really see the different styles from the different companies as well. So it's uh, really interesting. Uh, and yeah, I, I think managing this has been a great experience for me as well because it's uh, something I wouldn't probably do in my, my usual line of work. So it gets me to expand some of my skills as well. Yeah, so I, I do Rolls, uh, Rolls Royce quite happy to to kind of let you out uh, in terms of doing this as extracurricular work. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes, I think I've, I booked leave today because I've had other times off for meetings throughout the year. But uh, yeah, they're very accommodating. Anyway, I'm sure I probably didn't need to book leave, but I felt a bit cheeky today because <laughs> I've had a lot of uh, kind and flexible working from Rolls Royce, so I can't complain on that regard. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, they're, they're very good at uh, supporting a, a lot of these iMechy things. So what is the plan for the future of this competition then? What, where do you see it going next? And what would you, what are your ambitions to drive the, the competition forward? So I, I would really like to sort of expand and get more companies involved, maybe different sectors. Maybe in the future we can consider different categories. Mm. Um, I'm sure we'll be open to international entrants. Uh, over COVID, we ran a virtual competition, so there is always the option to maybe expand that way internationally because I, I understand that air travel is probably a bit difficult at the moment if they wanted to come visit, especially bringing a prototype. I'm sure that, yeah, getting that through customs would be an interesting challenge, I think, <laughs> some of the stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'd really like to expand it. And I guess if we've got enough teams, we might even have to consider a multi day event similar yeah. to former student so but yeah I think my main focus at the moment is trying to trying to get the word out there because it's a great opportunity for apprentices great opportunity for companies to show off their apprentices and yeah a, a really good way for them to develop some broad skills in something that they can enjoy doing and then be really really proud of yeah to go and tell all their friends and family about afterwards as well so to give it a good plug then when is the next competition date opening what's the date where companies can sign up so we will confirm that after this event but it should be towards december january time okay we'll get more information then but we'll make sure to send out some more media things but the date the date is not fully set and we're a bit more flexible on that because if if there's teams that are a bit late, then they're just eating into their own time. So it's not yeah, it's true. not really a hard deadline. Yeah. We're always a bit more flexible. <laughs> well, when you have a date, we will make sure that that goes on the podcast uh, website with with the show when it goes out on Monday. So yeah, definitely keep us posted on that, yeah, we and will then do, we yeah. will we will put that out. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. That would be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, thank you for taking the time out. I know we are right in the middle of judging and deliberation right now. Fingers crossed we're going to get Toby to pop in about half past. So thanks very much for joining us. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, I can see a few people... Uh, listening in it's really nice to see if you would like to dial in and uh, tell us all about what you're doing that would be really great so one of the things that I um, wanted to to kind of share with you uh, is a little bit more about uh, about the competition about the challenges and really just get you interested in in what we do so this is one competition 
uh, within a number of challenges that we do. And you, if you listen back over the podcast over the last few weeks, uh, you will have he- heard us at the Railway Challenge where we had an amazing time, didn't we say? Honestly, it was hilarious. We got to ride on little trains. We got to go through tunnels and, and uh, feel like real children taking part. And it was it was great. We also have our UA, UAS challenge, uh, which is all about flying, about aircraft. And that competition uh, we actually attended uh, last year. So if you want to listen back to our podcast from there, please feel free to, to look back through our histor- historical uh, episodes. And we're hoping later in the year to get to the design challenge, which is in October. The design challenge is aimed at uh, first year Uh, mechanical engineering students and it's a real chance to get an idea of what real world engineering is all about and in fact they're given a very tiny budget of about 20 pounds I think it is and they're asked to complete a challenge and sometimes it could be uh, they've had robots that climb they've had robots that have to launch things all kinds of stuff Uh, But it's a great way of introducing young engineers to the challenge. So being here at the Apprentice uh, Apprentice Automation Challenge is is a great opportunity for us today. Um, One of the things that I really enjoy about coming to see this competition is the number of different ideas that these apprentices come up with. I didn't get a chance to explore that actually with with Jason. We'll have to ask Toby and uh, Chris about that later. It's an incredible opportunity for students to come up with new ideas and new solutions to existing problems. One of the competitors, one of the teams today have developed a water feeder for for grass. And you would say, well, there are a lot of those kind of automated systems around. But actually, what they've really thought about with this uh, entry is how they can be more uh, sustainable and more efficient with the water that they use. And the idea behind the um, the solution is that they are using rainwater that's been collected from the house and grey water that's been collected around the house to feed this uh, this system which would be buried into your garden. If it was a new house, it would be built into the system in advance. Uh, And if it was uh, an older house like my house, uh, you could then build it in and it comes in a modular kind of structure. And I really like that idea that they've really thought about the sustainable issues that are associated with technology today. And this is the kind of te- ideas and technology that that young engineers really need to be thinking about. So there's a lot here in this competition that really pushes the boundaries of not just the engineering and technology, but also the aspects of how it affects the environment, how it affects wider society. And from someone who works in the biomedical engineering community, that is really the fundamental of what we do. And um, I'm very keen to encourage uh, engineers who are in biomedical engineering, in healthcare, to come and take part in this competition. So if you're out there, if you're listening, please sign up for next year's competition. There are some great opportunities for you to really get your teeth into uh, ideas that could change uh, our outlook on sustainability in the environment and also how we look after people. 
So how's the competition gone today? I think really successful actually. Like it's been a good like round of seeing everyone's like achievement and that, and you can see like everyone's enjoyed the project and had like challenges themselves, but how they overcome it's been quite interesting. And for our, my team, we've quite enjoyed it and like to show our actual product itself. It's been good. Do you think you've got a good chance of winning? After some conversations, we have been complimented about our project, but I think everyone brought something different to the table and they all have a, they all deserve to win. Yeah. Do, do you think you've learned something new about what it is to be an apprentice engineer? Uh, yeah, especially at our company, we've gone through a lot of design processes which we've never done before. So, and to see the product go from start to finish, it's been a great opportunity. Yeah, Jack Warboys, um, member of the steering group and consultant. So, how do you think today's gone? It's been really good. Um, there's, there's been lots of uh, collaborative work in between people of different um, disciplines uh, coming together to, to build products that, that really work as a whole. So it's been really impressive to see all that. Well, welcome back to the Impulse to Innovation podcast. We are here live at the Apprentice Automation Challenge. Now, our lovely colleague and friend Bella is just heading down to uh, the floor where the competition is taking place here at the MTC in Coventry and uh, all of the students are down in one big area and they can all see what each other have produced and this is not really a competition to compete against each other it's really about the challenge of of overcoming barriers and, and problems and solutions and finding solutions to problems um, and and really pushing their own skills and their own um, challenges forward. So every single, and I haven't seen all of them yet, I, I must admit I need to get down there to have a look at all of them, but every single uh, team has produced something that's really, really different and it's it's really nice to be able to see how they can how they've explored the different ideas and solutions to to this problem really so I'm really pleased to say that Toby has managed to prize himself away from the judging and and come in and talk to us about what he's doing in terms of the judging so Toby Thank you ever so much. How are things going in the deliberation chamber? Uh, there is a lot of discussions going on presently, um, a lot of arguments as to how, as to sort of maybe looking at the order that the teams have been seen and how maybe that has changed how the judges approach and we're trying to meet in the middle where we can with things. So it's getting quite heated in there then. It's it's like it's not an easy an easy thing to to just pick a winner out of the competition. It's never easy. Um every year we tend to go through exactly the same set of arguments um as we constantly try to work towards finding a better looking um solution for how to actually do the judging. Um so far it it's too early to say if we found a if we picked the picked the winner. As yeah. I said, we have to pick we have to sort of find out these scores and Yeah work to see where we can actually agree and where we disagree. Yeah, I, I was just explaining actually that um, the competitions, it's not really about competing the teams against each other, is it? Because every every uh, design that they do is so different. It's, you know, you're comparing apples and oranges. So what are the judges looking for when they are going through this whole process? So the teams are marked across two different positions. They're marked from the point of view of a report that they submit um, 
where we look through the design specification, the design that they want to produce, a business case, and we judge them accordingly from that. And then on the on our, on today, we're looking at the quality of their prototype, how innovative it is. Is there a market to it? Have they justified this market? And also, equally as importantly, how well have they presented to us? You know, have they had one person work uh, doing all the talking, or as they working as a group? Are they passing the ball amongst each other? Um, it's not. It's not just what we're looking at in front of them. We're looking at them as well. Yeah, and and this is something I was saying earlier on. Is is it? It's really about them pushing their own personal boundaries as much as it is developing a piece of technology. And they probably don't get that until after they finish the competition. Well, very much so in terms of actual personal development. We've had a number of them, a number of apprentices we've spoken to today who have had to pick up skills that are outside their own comfort zones or even outside the areas that their apprenticeship is taking them down. We spoke to uh, a one one fellow who was doing an electrician uh, electrical apprenticeship, and he's having to learn software development for what he's doing and the struggles he was in t- and he was talking to us about the struggles that he was finding with that. And he did a good job with it. That all things considered, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's a great way to to find out. You know what you enjoy, what you love. I when I started my degree. You know, I wasn't quite sure whether I liked mechanical or electrical, so I did a degree a degree that covered all of them, and um, it wasn't until later that I actually found out that I really was a mechanical engineer, not an electrical engineer. <laughs> I'm the same. I started my life uh, as a degree in mechatronics, and I spend most of my term doing software programming. It's what interests me most these days. Yeah, yeah. So. The deliberation's going to go on for quite some time, and I know we've only got you for a few minutes. You've got to head back in. Um, so what's the next stage? What will happen this afternoon? So once we have decided, once we have got our scores together and we and picked out our grand prize winner, we'll also have a discussion as towards the judges highly commended, which is the team that the judges feel the, the team or teams that the judges feel have done the best. Not quite done enough to win, but still feel deserve acknowledgement. Currently, whilst we're doing this, we have the peer review going on, where the teams will discuss amongst themselves and decide who they think is the best of them amongst themselves. And then we have a networking event where they get to speak to the judges. And then we have our actual award ceremony, where we get to ev- the whole everything gets revealed and everyone finds out who's happy and who's going to be sad. Hopefully, everyone's going to be happy. <laughs> I hope everybody's going to be happy just to have taken part, but. Toby, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. I appreciate you've got a very busy afternoon ahead. Yes. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. I think I've got a bit of a special guest. I think she's wandering in now. They're both wandering in. How can I get both of you in the room at the same time? This is amazing. So, like birthday and Christmas. <laughs> so, both the CEO of the IMA Key and the president of the IMA Key have just walked into the studio to talk to us. Thank you, both of you, for taking some time out to come and pop and see us. You're very welcome. Great to be here. How are you finding it so far? It's really good. Uh, I've had an opportunity to have a look and uh, speak to the teams today and uh, there's some really, really initiative ideas that they've come up with. So I've been really impressed, really impressed with the standard, really impressed with the the, uh, the teamwork that they're showing in terms of developing their ideas. So, yeah, Yeah, and, and Alice, this must be the first time you've been 
It in is. this competition? It is. Yeah. No, but it's fantastic. I've been trying to work my way around all of the challenges. Yeah. And I think, you know, what is the same in everyone is you just get this real buzz. It's really, really fantastic. Some proper bit of peer pressure across the teams. We love yeah. a bit of that. But um, <laughs> it's exactly the same here. You know, there's that real buzz. This is where, this is where it all begins. You have that real sensation. It's fun. Yeah. So what has stood out for you so far? I've, I've mentioned the, the plant watering device, which I want to take home because that for me would be great. So what has stood out for you so far? I was pretty impressed with the team that had developed the uh, the app for the, the, the fridge. Yeah. To, to look at, you know, what was in the fridge, to uh, to send you an email when you were short of your eggs or whatever. And I thought that was a really great idea, really practical application yeah. uh, across a number of different areas. And uh, they'd really thought it through. And uh, so that, that, that stood out for me as as a really, really good innovation. Yeah, and Alice, yeah, what, what? I think what's really interesting is you feel like, oh, these teams have been in my house because yeah. they, they've just <laughs> been able to identify that thing that I really need. Um, and if you were to go inside my house, it would have to be the plant monitoring. <laughs> I know. I, there's always one plant in my house that desperately looks like it needs water. <laughs> this summer was not kind to our plants. <laughs> so... I mean, we've been talking quite a bit, certainly with the the head judge and with Jason, who runs the competition, uh, is the it runs the steering group. What do you feel is the most important part of having an apprenticeship competition? Do you want to go first, Alice? Um, I think, gosh, where to begin? Um, I think you've got to begin with, you know, stepping back and looking, looking to the future generally, looking at the skills, all the different types of engineers that we're going to need to meet the challenges that are facing society ahead. And I firmly believe that apprenticeships are going to have a bigger and bigger role to play across our workforce. So I think it's only right. And I'm absolutely delighted that, you know, IMECI has really taken the initiative here, really seized it and made sure that we're supporting that community, that part of our community, as much as, you know, every other, all the way up to, you know, the chartered engineer status, etc. So I, I think, uh, yes, gosh, I've said it. I, I, I really do think apprenticeships are going to be incredibly important in the future. So I think this will be the first apprenticeship challenge, but maybe not the only one that we're going to see over the coming years. It would be nice to think that we have other challenges that, that fit into the apprenticeship uh, community, I think that would be great. So, Phil, what what about you? Uh, I, I think the it's highlighting the importance the apprentices have got to play in in engineering and in the engineering profession, and it's a really really big one. And and I think maybe we underplay that sometimes. So, giving them the vehicle to to actually get involved in something, to show their capabilities. Uh, I mean, we're here at the MTC, a real innovator in terms of looking at new ways of working with with manufacturing technology. And it's great that the apprentices have got opportunity to come here and see that for themselves, but also for us to see, you know, what what they they've come up with from the innovative aspects of of what they think is important, and, and and giving them a vehicle to actually to to demonstrate that I think is is really valuable. Mm. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think it's uh, just reflecting again. What is very nice also is that we celebrate those. Apprenticeships. I mean, my eldest son's just on his A-levels and I know from talking to him and his friends that, you know, those that have secured our apprenticeships, you know, they're 
wow, you know, they really command the most respect out of those, you know, cohort graduating. It's a really, really tough challenge and a really, really big prize these days to secure that apprenticeship. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And it, gone are the days when it was it was seen as as a vocational thing. It, the amount of work that apprentices have to do um, to develop their skill set is quite phenomenal. I don't know how they fit it in. I mean, I remember my degree course, and that was hard enough. But they're working in a real environment on a daily basis and having to study at the same time. I really don't know how they do it. Yeah, but it is exactly that, isn't it? It's wonderful. You know, we've all been just a little bit more enlightened, perhaps, than we were in the past around apprenticeships. It's really positive. Yeah, definitely. So the deliberations are on right now. The judges are in a huddle. Apparently, there's some fierce debate and discussion going on. So which which of the teams do you think are, are looking really competitive or you don't you say Ooh, wow <laughs> dare we stick on next time and get it wrong wow well I, I, I mean I have to say I know the power and influence that your podcast series commands so I think you know as CEO I couldn't possibly comment at this point just in case well <laughs> I think that, that is a fair fair comment um I hope you have a really good rest of the afternoon. I know there's still a lot to see and also, of course, the award ceremony, which you'll both be taking part in. Thank you for dropping by. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Pleasure. Phil, yeah. it seems like we're regularly on podcasts together. Yes, so like, yeah, yeah. Um, which, this is which the is second good. time in It's good to make months. it a regular occurrence, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful so it's, working with you. It yeah. is really good to have you. <laughs> is podcast bombing a thing? Is that well, what you do? Yes, yeah, Let's well, make it that. Yeah, Let's Absolutely. Just make it yes. that. I think. The, I think that has now become a thing. Podcast yet <laughs> again. Hashtag podcast bombing is now a thing. Let's go for it. Has just yeah. been laid down. We, trendsetters. We're the trendsetters. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and, you for having us. I'm Very sure welcome. we'll see you downstairs a little later on. Lovely. We'll do. See okay. you downstairs. Thanks, Helen. Bye. Bye. Well, that was really nice to get some special guests popping in. Thanks uh, everyone who sent a message back to say that um, we we are now loud and clear. I was getting quite worried that uh, that some of you couldn't hear us very well. Um, we are live, so we can expect these kinds of compl- complications as we go. We've now got um, our third guest this afternoon. Goodness, they're coming thick and fast. Chris, thank you for coming in and thank Hello. you for joining us. I was I was talking a little while ago about the involvement of mentors and and the importance of of companies getting behind their apprentices. So can you tell us tell us about yourself, but tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Okay, so I am a mechanical engineer from Leonardo, and I had the opportunity to get involved with this um, automation challenge project. So. Um, I've basically learned myself from one of the senior engineers at Leonardo called Rob Armstrong. And um, he's sort of like got me involved in this project. And I've been helping the teams from Luton and Leonardo um, sort of design, go through the whole design process. So I've been offering them advice, 
mainly from a mechanical perspective because I'm a mechanical engineer, but generally through the whole process, so like the stage reviews, going from concept all the way through development to testing, and then finally here today to uh, present their projects. So yeah, I've really enjoyed it so far, actually. It's been a, a good, uh, good thing to get involved with. Yeah, and I, I guess it's been a challenge for you as well to learn new skills in terms of mentoring and, and looking after a team of engineers and, and, uh, and taking that forward. What have you gained from taking part in this? Yeah, so this is probably the first time I've done something like this because um, being a graduate myself, usually I'm the one learning from people more senior than me. Yeah. Um, so it's been a bit of a role reversal for me. Um, I've been the one giving out advice rather than um, on the receiving end of it. So I had to sort of adapt how I think and uh, how I explain things to people. Um, so it's been really useful to me because I think, or um, if I'm trying to explain something, I try and make it simple so that, you know, everyone can understand. And I try and tell that to people that I'm learning off in the future so that they can explain things more simply to me. So yeah, it's been... Um, yeah. It's been a good learning it's experience. It's been a good learning experience, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I learned I quite quickly over the last, what, seven or eight months or something since this project started. So yeah. at the start, I was a bit nervous, but gradually you get into it and uh, sort of fulfill the role that you need to for the teams. Yeah, it builds your confidence mm, over time, doesn't it, right? Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Now, we, we ought to really give, you mentioned someone there who I know very well because uh, I used to work with him many years ago, but Rob Armstrong. Yeah. We need to give Rob a shout out. We do, definitely. Is he yeah. here today? I haven't he's, seen he's him. He's not here today, no. I think uh, okay. he couldn't make it today. So we'll give him a big shout out because Rob has been fundamental really, hasn't he, for, for your company in bringing the apprentices onto this competition. Yeah. Um, and, and I know he's very passionate about it. So R Rob, if you're listening or you're listening to the show later on when it's, uh, it's uh, recorded later on, um, I'm sorry you couldn't be here today, but it's really nice to know that you're still involved and still driving these uh, apprentices forward. So what's the next stage then? Obviously, when the, when the apprentices have finished the competition, um, what do they do with the projects that they've done? Do you help them to take them on a bit further or do they just move on? So um, I suppose it depends on the project, really. Um, I, don't think <clears throat> I don't think traditionally they've uh, really taken the projects much further, but uh, it's probably something that they could look look at doing themselves, try and commercialise it or something if they wanted to. I know the teams that are here today, they've already found ways of improving the products that they're presenting today. So there's definitely room for develop, further development of their, their projects, ways that they could make it better, sort of market it to a, a wider market or something like that. But um I don't think through Leonardo there's specifically a, a further development journey, but yeah. it's, it's, I suppose it's up to the teams. And then I think I know from this year that last year's team, they used their experience from the competition to also help the, the teams that are entering this year. So oh, right. okay. the, probably the teams that are entering today will have the opportunity to use their knowledge and help the teams that come in next year yeah so they can act as mentors cycle. yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah no i think that that sounds a really nice way of sort of passing on the experiences and 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 learned yeah. knowledge so hopefully you get a sort of continuous improvement cycle yeah. of 
uh, how to develop the, the products and and which ways to to use your energy the best to get the the best out of competition. Yeah. So are you looking after all cuz I know Leonardo have got quite a few teams mm-hmm. taking five, part. There's five teams here today. Yeah. <laughs> there's three from Luton and two from Basildon. So, so are been, you looking after all of them or just I've been involved cuz I I usually work on the Luton site. Right. I've been involved with the three Luton teams so I've been chairing the design review design reviews for them and um, just generally providing a bit of guidance to to their projects so yeah so is there, is there a bit of competition then between the Luton and and the Basildon I teams I think there is a little bit of competition yeah <laughs> but also between the teams at Leonardo as well so right, um, okay they're yeah. all wanting to take home the big prize yeah of course they are of course they are it's a good prize isn't it <laughs> it's an excellent prize yes it's quite a substantial amount of money isn't it mm, yeah. yeah so it's it's a great uh, opportunity to say you know we won yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a good achievement, obviously. Yeah. To, so are you going to continue into next year? Are you going to carry on as a mentor? Um, probably, yeah, I think so. Maybe. Uh, we'll, see how it, we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure how many teams will enter or what the logistics of it will be, but we'll have to see what happens next yeah. year, I think. I'm sure that Rob and Leonardo will continue to support the competition. Yeah, so. definitely. I think so. Well, Thank you ever so much, Chris. It's been really good to talk to you. Thank and, you. And I better let you get back to yeah. the teams because they'll be getting close to the judging announcement soon. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. Ian, thank you so much for popping in. And uh, I know Alice found you uh, in the corridor somewhere, so <laughs> she brought Indeed. you in. Ian, please just introduce yourself to our uh, our listeners. Right. Uh, well, first of all, you know, great to be here. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to uh, to have a chat. Uh, so I'm I'm Ian Joseph. I'm a former vice president of the Institution of Mechanical Engineers, and I'm also a non-exec director of the MTC, which is where we're sat right at this moment. And you and I have been trustees on the trustee board together, so we've known each other quite some time, Ian. Indeed. And and this is a new role for you as well, isn't it, uh, on the exec board? Yeah. yeah. So so I I joined the MTC only uh, only at the beginning of August. So, wow. Uh, so okay. I'm very much a new boy. Lots to learn. But the MTC is a fantastic location, and uh, it's a great place to be holding this competition for a start but uh, yeah. the uh, it's, it does amazing things uh, uh, to, su- to support industry and and uh, apprenticeships etc so uh, I'm very pleased to be part of that team yeah and of course we we should give a big shout out to Clive Hickman um, OBE I think it is now. Uh, yes, I, I think yeah, so. He's, yeah, he's got the, the magic letters after his name yes. now as well and, and rightly well-deserved. Uh, Clive has been an active member of the institution for many years, hasn't he? And he's he's really driven the MTC forward over the over the last few years. So we give him a big shout out. No, he, he has. Very impressive. And, you know, tw- 2011 this started and, uh, uh, and now it's, uh, yeah, so we, we've got what? Three, four buildings here. Yeah, work going on all over the place. Uh, it's it's the growth has been fabulous. Yeah, it, it's an amazing site. And for for those of our listeners, uh, particularly our international listeners who have not seen the MTC, I do recommend you have a look at their website. It is an incredible site, and so much engineering going on here. So, what brings you to the Apprentice Automation Challenge today? Why are you here, and and what kind of gets you excited about it? 
Well, I, I, first of all, I think it's a fantastic thing to, to, to get the uh, apprentices in, engaged in. Yeah, they're coming up with innovative ideas, but they're not only coming up with the ideas, they're having to actually put it into practice and, and, and learn from experience by actually getting stuck into it. And there's no better way to do that. And, and the last time I was here, I think was, was in 2020 for the, for the, uh, for the last one that was, that was here. And uh, it feels like it's been a long gap since, uh, since I saw the apprentices uh, uh, working through their challenges last time. And uh, it's, it's great to see the enthusiasm and the excitement and the innovation and yeah, pure horsepower of, uh, of the teams that we've got uh, downstairs. Yeah, I must admit, even despite COVID getting in the way, they have not lost their enthusiasm for taking part, have they? They, they have gone all out. There's some really great solutions downstairs. I've still not got round all of them, so I don't know if there's any that stood out for you when you've had a, had a look round. No, well, I still haven't got round all of them myself, <laughs> actually. I, I had, a, I had a, a, a brief look earlier on and, I, and I'm going back down later on to, to have a more detailed uh, detailed look at it but the thing that really jumps out is the enthusiasm the excitement yeah. uh, and they're so proud of the, what they've done you know you can see when they're talking about it it just comes out and i, I think it, so it's not just the the technical thing that that they benefit from here actually they've they've got to talk about what they've done they've yeah. got to work as a team and uh, all of that uh, is kind of a lot of what we have to do in real life. So uh, it's a great foundation. Yeah, we, we've mentioned that today in, in the live show, you know, that that is, they get that opportunity to, to really feel what it's like to be an engineer on a, a real project. At the moment, they're still cocooned slightly in their apprenticeship program and, and you know, there's still the buffers around them. But when those, when those buffers go off, you know, and they, they have that responsibility, um, it's quite a challenge. And this is a real opportunity to test their own personal boundaries, isn't it? it before they get out into those kind of real difficult situations. It, it, it is, and, it, and, it's a gr and it's a great foundation. And if I think about, um, you know, how apprenticeships have really come back round to being at the forefront in the, in the last in the last few years i think it's fantastic because i think back to a lot of the people that i i work with over the years and uh, actually so many of them started as apprentices and and worked through and developed their career i think it's an absolutely fantastic way of of starting your career you you get that combination of physical hands-on learning introduction to businesses that uh, and, and seeing the business from different angles yeah. as a consequence of the exposure and and uh, it just gives such a great foundation yeah i i do wish if there was any point in of my career that i could go back and do again it would be to do an apprenticeship um and i wish i'd had that opportunity but like many of my year group i suppose were, were pushed down the a-level degree route um, and it was perhaps not necessarily for me although i've made the most of it um, but yeah if i had the opportunity to go back to sort of 16 year old me i would definitely say take that opportunity so obviously the, the MTC have been a big supporter of the competition um, how would you like to see it grow over the coming years and and you know getting more apprentices and more companies involved yeah well, well I, I think uh, really we do need to publicize it 
well we need to get out more with there's we've got a some great teams down there but we could we could be having twice as many teams competing in this event in the future and more yeah. and i think uh, uh, so I, I think there's a great opportunity to uh, to expand the activity to uh, to get more people engaged in it and uh, and for more people to benefit from that experience so yeah. uh, and I, and I, I think you know the innovation that comes out from these groups it sort of when you see it it just speaks for itself yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the big things that, that's going to face a lot of companies wanting to take part in these kind of what we would term extracurricular activities, I, I guess, is going to be the finances going forward. And and I, I think one of the conversations I, I was having earlier was it, it's it, it, you need to look past that cost associated with it and actually see what financial benefit you will bring to your workforce in the future. And I think that's something that from a manufacturing point of view is going to be fundamental going forward. And these sorts of competitions that uh, apprentices can take part in are really going to set the, the, the beam really, aren't they, for, for those, that, those companies who really invest in their workforce going forward. I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and the actual cost of doing something that isn't isn't that significant in the scale of things. But what you get is you get this fabulous enhancing of, of uh, the team's capability. You, you know, you get all this discretionary effort that, that's put in by the apprentices. And, and I think it spills out, not just to the event itself and the work that they're doing on that, but, but more widely. And, and I think the enthusiasm and excitement spills out, not just with, within the teams, but with their colleagues and uh, into the rest of the workforce. So I think there's, there are lots of knock-on benefits. I think the, the, the cost is incredibly small in comparison to the, uh, to the value of it. Yeah, I think so too. Well, Ian, thank you so much for just popping in. I, I'm, I'm going to rely on Alice in the future for just, you know, bringing people onto the show. She's very efficient about isn't she? She's wonderful. <laughs> She's wonderful. So thank you very much for taking the time. Good luck in the new role. I know you're going to love it here. And, um, you know, give our regards to all the team and thank um, the MTC very much for, for supporting the IMACE in putting this competition forward. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. No, thank you very much. And I'm, I'm already enjoying it massively. So uh, I can tell, I'm sure I can that'll tell. continue. <laughs> and great to chat. So if you want to give your team a shout out in the last sort of 15 minutes, it would be great to hear from you. Uh, and to find out, you know, how the competition's gone, whether or not you're, you think you've in with a chance of winning, uh, and maybe what you do with the with the competition win, you know, would you invest it in your product to develop it further? Or uh, would you uh, maybe have a nice big party? Possibly. <laughs> it would be great to hear from you. Thanks, everyone uh, who's been sending in uh, likes and things like that. It's really nice to know that you're out there listening to the show. This is going out live today. We are properly live, aren't we, Saeed? Very much live. So, Saeed is next to And Bella, Bella, you've got to say hi. At least say just hi across the room. She's, she's refusing to say hi. It's the only waving going on. <laughs> well, for the rest of today, uh, there will be further deliberations from the judges. And as Toby mentioned, it's quite a heated debate. It's not all about the technology itself. It's about how the technology is being presented, how the team works well together, how they present themselves. Uh, and in fact, part of the competition is them presenting 
uh, how they went about designing the uh, their idea and how they developed it, and also what pitfalls uh, they they had during that that process, and. That's really a big part of of the competition uh, outcome. So right now that's going on. And then later on this afternoon, I think probably in about the next hour, we will know who has won the competition. So I am getting very excited. I'm looking forward to maybe going back, hitting the floor and seeing what else is happening down there. See how excited everybody else is getting. So we'll say goodbye to you on our live on air show. Thank you so much to all of you for listening. We're going to go down and record some interviews now and they will be um, part of the show when, when it goes out live on Monday. So I think... Saeed, we've got quite a bit of work to do to edit the show down ready for Monday, haven't we? <laughs> we love it. Never <laughs> We're always busy. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget that you can uh, get in touch with us uh, via our email address, podcast at imakey.org. So if you want to get in touch with us, it's podcast at imakey.org. The show goes live out on Podbean uh, every first Monday of the month. Uh, And if you can't catch us on there, you can find us on any podcasting service that you, you use. So thanks once again for listening in and we'll speak to you again soon. You've been listening to Impulse to Innovation, the Institution of Mechanical Engineers podcast. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to share any news or any feedback with us, then please email us podcast at imakey.org. All the information on this episode can be found in the episode notes.